0: by Cousins. two minutes left in overtime, stolen by Gaudreau, just out of his reach, long pass, Markstrom off the plate, gave it away, they score, Thompson with the steal from Markstrom, puts it in, and the Sabres win in overtime, one nothing in Calgary. Here's a chance for Middlestad moving in, he scores, Casey Middlestad right up Main
1: Street, and it's another slow start for the Canucks who are being outshot 4-0 and down 1-0. Dahlien is there, putting one in front, Skinner scores! Jeff Skinner able to sidestep Tyler Myers who was trying to block the pass and a roof it past Demko. Skinner restores the Buffalo lead. Alex Tuckman shadowed by Hughes. Drops off, Dahlien cuts in front, he shoots, he scores! Rasmus Dahlien and the Sabres 48 seconds
0: into overtime win it.
1: Hello, everybody. This is the Cautiously Optimistic Podcast. We are your hosts, Joe Marino and Luke Buckley across from me, as always. Season 6, episode 13, the post-trade deadline, trade list deadline edition of the podcast. Luke, how are you doing today? I'm good. Uh, it wasn't completely trade list. There was uh, some movement the day before. Yeah, Robert Hag for a Calgary Flames sixth round pick from the yep. Florida Panthers. And that, so. that was all, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yep. And... You know, a little surprising, there was a little tiny part of me that had a feeling that this was going to happen, mm-hmm. mainly because of the good vibes from the Vegas game and beyond. Yeah. Winning some games, They've, I think, believe they've had a winning record since that. Since the Vegas game? Since the Vegas oh, game. Oh, yeah. They've they like have a, a totally different team. Um, I think, had they have lost that Vegas game... Mm-hmm. And had they lost in the Heritage Classic, I think the story of this trade deadline is a lot different than what it turned out to be. If
0: they didn't have a couple of five-goal games
1: uh, since then, I think they had a few. They had one in the, the Heritage Classic. Mm-hmm. Well, they got blown out by the Oilers. Right. I think mean, that was a five-goal game. But
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, a five. was it 5-0? I, I didn't watch a moment of that game. I think it might have been 5-1. Uh I don't know what was I doing. I was doing something that night. It was a late
1: game. It yeah. was I think oh, I might have fallen right. asleep towards the end of it.
0: I was down at the town ballroom seeing Henry Rollins. Right. So shout out to anybody else that's out there that was at that show. It was 6 to 1. 6 to 1. Who scored the goal? Oppozo? Victor Opposer? Oh, Victor Olsen. Victor okay. Olesen. Nice. Yeah, well no, they've looked they've looked really good uh since the Vegas game, of course. Um, you know who's looked really good? Mm-hmm. Rasmus Dallin. Yes, he has. The is... Doomers are gone. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they're disappearing.
1: Or they're quiet for now.
0: Listen, since the All-Star game, and I've said this yeah, before said this last time. on here, he's been a different player.
1: Mm-hmm. The confidence is just it, it radiating yeah, in yeah. his game. Uh,
0: I remember us talking about the the mistakes or lack thereof and... Um, that have either been improved upon or just don't happen anymore in his game. Uh, that was last time out. We talked about that. Uh, but no you heard at the top of the show his game winning goal. Uh, goal. That was I the beautiful goal. That was the
1: I said it right before he scored. I'm like, I yeah. hope he scores in this overtime because my god, he deserves it. Yeah,
0: and and the Canucks just bit. Mm-hmm. They absolutely bit. Uh, Tuck had the trailer behind him and found Darlene. Beautiful pass. Beautiful shot going low and uh I don't know if you caught any of the pregame but I have to agree with Marty Baran's uh assessment and he's a former goalie right uh the Canucks have been riding Markstrom heavily and I think Demko Duh Demko (laughs) Demko they've been riding Demko uh heavily trying to get into the playoffs and I don't know it was a weak goal uh, I think the Canucks, the Sabers, pretty much are shattering dreams left and right. We're coming around. We're humbling teams. Uh, beating the, the the Flames one nothing, shutting them down. They can hang in there with most teams now. They pretty can. Good. I don't think this is a team that other teams around the league are going to overlook anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's
1: um, not hasn't been the case for a very long time.
0: Right. And I I wonder like how many wins is this team going to finish with? I think they have 23. Right now, how many games will have 19? 19. 19. I bet they go 500. Maybe. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to gauge. Like, is 31 wins a successful season compared to what we were expecting at the start of the year?
1: There were no expectations, so right. I, I think so, most yeah. people thought that they were gonna be right down there with the Coyotes uh-huh. and probably finish in 31st place.
0: It, it's a really lovable team. Of course, we've said this feels like two thousand four. Let's hope it is mm-hmm. uh but no, a very lovable team that is not uh fumbling the bag anymore, if you will or going into their shell anymore when they have the lead in the third period. they play hard all game now, and yeah. I really think that the Vegas game was uh the catalyst
1: for that. The growth is just you can not see necessarily it saying. On the ice, but I do think there is growth on the ice. But yes. in the locker room, like, did you, see, did you watch the curling Beyond Blue and Gold? Not Beyond Blue and Gold, Sabres Embedded. I did not. It was called, like, Planting Roots or something like that, and it was going over, like, Thompson and Krebs, how they're trying to build a life here, and they love it, and they want to be career, spend their entire career here. Oh, beautiful. This, this, and that. <laughs> and it it just, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Like It is. It's nice to see with our very... Eyes that like okay, this group is growing together, and mm-hmm. by all accounts, very close knit group. It's nice to see. It's I nice. think
0: Alex Tuck's outlook and his positivity, his presence, has uh, changed the vibes in the room a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, quite frankly, I, th- I I do think it's apparent now that Jack Eichel not being there has kind of brought the sun out. The clouds yeah. have parted away and um just want to mention this we'd probably get to it anyway but Eichel of course we'll talk about this more I'm sure with the Vegas struggles but Eichel injured again
1: yeah I think it was a hand injury he came back though yeah the next game He's... yeah but
0: now I'm listen I'm I think we're all preying on his downfall
1: oh for sure I'm you know it's no one wants to I, I, most people probably aren't wishing injury right. on him. But but
0: we're preying on his downfall. Yeah. Right? Uh, they're two different things. Yes. But uh, unfortunate for them, unfa- unfortunate for Vegas, uh, boy. They got shut a, out. By a a, a landslide yesterday. brings them down over there. Shout out to Stevie Nicks. Uh, but their playoff chances are below 50% disappearing. No, I, sh- I, I,
1: I I should bring up the uh, standings here. Yeah. Uh, Dallas has four games in hand on them again, and I think they're only a point back. And they bought at the deadline.
0: They did, and one of their trades might be swindled. <laughs> As are you talking the, about the Wedgwood trade? The, 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 the Donov trade. Oh, the Va- okay, I was talking yeah. about Dallas. Oh, you're yeah, talking about Dallas. Um, oh, well.
1: Mm. Oh, man, we'll, we'll get more into that later. We'll get, we get into that. There's lots to get talk into. about the trades. Yeah. But let's go, let's go back to the Sabres deadline. Mm-hmm. And I think both of us don't think it's the end of the world that – they didn't trade Colin Miller right. for a fifth-round pick yesterday.
0: Yeah, I, I, I couldn't wait to say this. Um, but you have a bunch of guys who you signed to one-year deals like Vinny Hinestroza, like Mark Pezik. Haggy you got in a trade. So he's actually a tradable asset, right? So you got something for him. Uh, Craig Anderson is example number one. Of this, Who are some of the other guys? Cody Eakin, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, he's been on a two-year deal, I think. Yeah, they signed Um, him last year. But you could see the advanced stats are out there that show his his red bars are way down in the dungeon. Uh, You know, I'm not really shocked or anything that nobody wanted
1: those guys. Well, yeah, when Robert Hagg is your most sought-after piece, I think it's very telling of what's available. Mm -hmm. Henestrosa... He's been injured for Mm -hmm. a very long time. He came back within the last two weeks, although he's been playing very well. When you're out for that long, he's not very well thought of in the league, I would say. Um, He's not going to get you a lot, and I think they want to keep him. So they're going to do that. They like him. Adams yesterday was talking about how great of an influence he is in the room. They're not going to keep him. They're not going to trade him, rather. Anderson... They're going to do well right by him. He, I think he wanted to stay. Um, if they're not going to get an offer that blew him away, why trade him away? Makes sense. Pesic, right. same thing. He's wearing an A for him now. Great influence on the young D. They're not going to trade him unless they get blown away. No. Miller has played in, like, two games in the last three months. Who is going to, And he's also making almost $4 million. Who's going to offer anything worthwhile there? Uh, yeah. And you saw yeah. the names and that butcher. moved. One more, Butcher. We'll butcher. Butcher, yeah. same case as Miller. One, he's a lot worse, and... <laughs> yeah. And Sabres he's the guy. The Sabres were paid to get him. Oh. The Devils retained salary and gave them a fifth-round pick to take him off their hands. What makes you think anyone's going to want this guy? I wouldn't want him. If you were a fan of any... Eakin, too. Like, you all hate Cody Eakin. Yeah, I really thought that they were going to trade Eakin, but... You've seen since the Heritage Classic, this guy—the Flint Tropics—he's a guy, good
0: influence on the room.
1: Yeah, they love him. Like I think, Listen. I think the the vibes in the room are a little—it's not Discount Culture here. Like I it, think they want to finish strong because you remember every year for like the last eight years here falls off the rails at the deadline. They finish horribly every single year without fail, I think that they don't want that to happen this year. Right. And I know you can say, oh, just because you finished the season strong doesn't mean you're going to be good next year, but I think it's important to try and finish strong here.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, I was thinking that the same thing, actually, the day before the deadline. Um, why not? The guys are playing so well together. Why break up that, that camaraderie? right now for the sake of a fifth-round pick. Yeah, like
1: let's not forget, they had like 10-plus picks last year. Mm -hmm. They have the picks this year. They have the picks next year. What do you need another sixth or seventh-round pick for? I Now, I get it if you're just trying to make room for power. You're trying to make room for Ryan Johnson, Devin Levi, Jack Quinn. Mm -hmm. Now, let's not forget, you only get four call-ups after the deadline. They already used three of them with the paper transactions to get Samuelson, Fitzgerald, and Krebs down to Rochester and bring him back up. So they only get one more call-up. This isn't like, oh, they're going to bring up Laxon and they're going to bring up Quinn, they're going to bring up Paterka, UPL. No, they can only bring up one guy, and I think that's going to be Jack Quinn. And they obviously get emergency recalls as well. So I think they're going to use this last call-up on Quinn. They're going to get Power in here. I think they're going to get Levi in here. Hopefully they get Ryan Johnson in here, but... I think it would have been nice if they added some more picks, but I don't think it's necessarily the end of the world and say, oh, my God, terrible asset management, this, this, and that. Like, I don't think Adams is turning down second- and third-round offers here. He would have been a moron to do that, but I think the people that are furious that they didn't make any trades here, I think you're pushing it.
0: Yeah, going for, like, six-round picks is just trading guys to trade guys. I I don't care particularly about acquiring an extra 6th or seventh round pick.
1: Yeah, and and if you want to make room for the young guys, you can just wave wave Anders Bjork, wave Will Butcher, wave Dustin Tokarski. Like it's it's not this hard.
0: I'm just looking at the the list of draft picks that they have. How many sixth round picks, fifth round picks, do you need? When you have two sixth-round picks this year, you have three firsts this year, and next year you have three second-round picks. Like, how many more late-round picks do you need? Yeah. Unless I mean, you want to get a third-round pick for next year back, which...
1: I'm sure they'll find a way. What was
0: that trade? <laughs> tra- what Where was that traded?
1: Uh, tra- uh, Vegas. The Eichel trade. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I just... I'm not bothered by it. Like, obviously... I would have hoped that Colin Miller got traded for a third round pick or something like that. Eakin, I wish he would have gotten traded for a third round pick. I wish they could have been a third team in a trade to retain salary, but there was only one of those. Like it's not like they missed out. Adams said that they had an agreement, and then the other two teams backed out of it.
0: You got to look at the names too that were being traded yesterday. Ricard Raquel. Uh, I mean, leading up to the day, also uh, uh, um, Yarn Crook. Uh, Lindholm got sent to the Bruins. Is that, uh, Hampus Lindholm? Yeah, Hampus
1: Lindholm and the Bruins.
0: Yeah, um, and then, uh, a whole lot of, uh, you know, depth guys. I mean, there was, like, the transactions, like, Nathan Beaulieu going to Pittsburgh. A conditional seventh-round pick. Yeah, so, I mean, whatever. There's those trades that happen. The Sabres didn't get one of them, whatever. And Mm -hmm. I think Beaulieu is better than it, perhaps than what the than Will Sabres Butcher to offer. And yeah yeah than Will Butcher correct uh yeah could you imagine Will Butcher he's not one of those guys who's only played like four times in the last five months like he's also horrible he's also really bad
1: I, would, I think <laughs> Will Butcher is going to be on the first train to Rochester once Owen Power is maybe the first plane ready. to
0: the Swedish league I don't know uh but uh where was I Damn it, I lost my train of thought. You get what I'm saying?
1: Bro? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think it's the end of the world. I think especially keeping I think keeping Pesek and Anderson was important.
0: Yes, keeping Anderson. Now, I think subconsciously seeing what this team can do with good goaltending, with adequate goaltending is good for the evaluation process for what we need to add and free agency. Right. I mean, it doesn't take a brain scientist. Or a rocket surgeon to know that uh, the team needs a goalie, right? But let's see what kind of goalie do we need. Uh, what I think, just for the for the sake of argument here, see what exactly does this 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 roster we have. What can they do alone with a good goalie in the net? And I think having Anderson around to finish that out. Uh, this year, rather than last year, where you had Takarski and Hauser finishing out the year, um, does a lot. It 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 it. I think it, it fills in a lot of holes. It gives mm-hmm. you a lot of information. I think a, a lot less uh, question marks, perhaps. It gives you right. a, a frame of reference, if you will, uh, for the off season.
1: Now, also one more thing. I think some people go to assume that they're going to try and extend all of these UFA's just because good vibes and whatnot. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Pesek, Anderson, and Henestrosa are probably the only ones. I'd be shocked if they extended Cody Eakin. I don't think that's happening. Um, Yeah, I just don't see it. But out of those three, Pesek, Anderson, and Henestrosa, are there any that you would like to see extended beyond this season? I
0: am putting very first, and it's hard to decide who I want over the other, um, but... Anderson and Pezic are 1A, 1B. Yeah. I, I really want them on the team next year.
1: I think Vinny Hinnestroza's grow on trees. I don't think you necessarily exactly. need him back. Exactly. I think um, you're definitely not bringing Hinnestroza and Victor Olfson back. I think you got to pick between one and the other. I'd probably go with Hinnestroza just based off of he can play up and down the lineup. I don't think putting Victor Olfson on the fourth line is going to do you any good. mm so I'd probably bring back Hinojosa, but I don't think.
0: Well, you have room to bring back all three of them. No, oh, yeah. So um, Pesic can be yeah.
1: your seventh defenseman. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be. There's all this talk about oh, who's who's Owen Power's partner going to be? I think Pesic could be a pretty be solid, a fantastic candidate mentor. For
0: that. Now I wonder. Uh, I mean, the importance of finishing strong too. If we can, if just staying on that topic, just one more time. Uh, I wonder if that'll do anything to kind of show free agents, hey, right. we're doing something here. Elks Tuck finishes the season well. Rasta finishes the season well.
1: We got these guys. We got these young guys. Mm-hmm.
0: Come play with us. There's a good culture brewing here. I think, uh, I think that's a really big thing. What what what's going on in the locker room right now? What we're seeing. I mean, teams like Carolina. Uh, took off once they kinda embraced the, the human side of everything. Um and I'm sure there's others that just aren't coming to mind. But um no, I think it's important. Another reason why it's important to uh keep the gang together, if you will, and finish strong. It's definitely positive. Positive signs here. Don't trade a uh an NHL guy can make an impression for a seventeen year old that will go in the sixth
1: round. Yeah, right. I, I I just don't care. I think people saying, "Oh, Adams bad GM, bad GM." Pagula don't want to spend money. This, this, and that. Like, yeah, sure, but are we really getting him and in over a sixth round, fifth or sixth round pick? Like, I don't, I don't care. Hey, I'm not. Like, I'm you, not can't, part, you can't get me to care about this. I, I don't care.
0: I'm not part of the Adams is a bad GM gang. All I right,
1: think Kevin Adams has done good. He's like, done all right. By. Considered no front office experience whatsoever. A Pagula puppet in finger quotes, I think he's mm-hmm. done a good job.
0: It, to do, like, to come in... In, in a disaster. In a disaster, like, correct. he
1: came into a burning building and walked out of there alive. With he, no firefighter protective equipment.
0: Kevin Adams is the guy in the video for There Goes My Hero by Foo Fighters, who is running into the apartment and saving everything. thing. There's, there's no firefighters in sight for some reason. Uh, no, for him to come in what with what he did and execute the Eichel trade the way that he did and survive handle the it the Eichel way trade. survive it correct um and now seemingly staying true to his guns and knowing what he wants um and this wasn't like a, a, a breakneck deadline for the Sabres either this wasn't a deadline that's going to decide their future so right. it's 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 whatever it's um Really, I mean that's what it is. It's it's whatever. They didn't make any moves. I mean it was a pretty lackluster deadline
1: overall in general.
0: Yeah, yeah. uh pretty boring. Um but he handled himself well. I don't think there's any there's there's no real uh, rousing criticism you can give Adams settle, you
1: know. And like I said, I think had Things gone differently in that Vegas game and the Heritage Classic, and they're riding a five-game losing streak. I think they trade all of the UFAs for, for whatever, whatever offer you whatever get they yeah. could get. But mm-hmm. I think finishing strong and building on that culture is important. And I know, right. okay, you don't want Owen Power skating with Cody Eakin and Will Butcher, this, this, and that. But mm-hmm. like the good feelings in the room, you know, I like, think you can't discount that.
0: Right, don't don't break it up for the the sake of of breaking it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's fine. Yeah. It is what it is. The only downside for me is are they going to be able to burn the year off Ryan Johnson's deal? Are they going to be able to sign him? That's, I had a dream about Ryan Johnson. I forget what he did. I hope hopefully he signed a contract in your dream. It was but, a good dream. Yeah, they they got to get working on that, I hope. NCAA tournament is coming up, so fingers crossed because they can't lose this guy. The only positive, like silver lining here, they do get a compensatory second round pick if he does block. Ugh. It it would be the thirty first pick in the second round though. Oh yeah.
0: Oh okay, so end of the round. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
1: So I believe how it goes is if you don't sign, if you lose the rights to. Your first-round pick, you get where they were picked in the second round. Okay. So Johnson was the last pick in the first round, but now there's another team. So you, would, I see. You would get the second-last pick in the second round. Not saying that I would rather have that. I would. I think I would rather have Ryan Johnson than a late second-round pick, but it's an interesting strategy, to say the least. I believe – do you remember who Connor Bleakley is? Yeah. Yeah. Colorado yeah, no Avalanche, former first-round pick in 2014. Yeah. they He was a bum, like mm-hmm. just wasn't going anywhere. So then they traded him to the Coyotes for Mikkel Bodker mm-hmm. at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. The Coyotes elected not to sign bleakly and took the second-round pick.
0: That's smart. Yeah.
1: So I, I think pick. Johnson is vet more valuable there, but mm-hmm. they got something. It's not like they lose him for nothing in that mm-hmm. case.
0: Well, is there any speculation that he won't sign?
1: Hmm. I don't think nothing. I mean, like, there's always the Eeyores out there who think that, uh, oh, it's Buffalo, Jimmy Vc yeah. didn't want to be here, Cal Peterson <laughs> didn't want to be here, why would anyone want to be here? Oh, this happened? That means it's going to happen all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's always people like that. But Every time I watch Cal Peterson play, it still pisses me off that – um I mean, can you blame them, went down that like, way. D- they might have had Leonard at the time. Allmark was their guy. Yeah. They had Uko pekka Like, writing was on the wall. Lukkanen
0: was here? Really?
1: Yeah, twenty. he was drafted in 2017. Huh. I think he might have left around that time, too. Might have been the same off season. But, yeah. Um, if there is one one guy, I think I have mentioned this last week, that I'm worried about them losing, it's Eric Portillo. I think he's a nice trade
0: bait piece he will see I think we mentioned this last time uh too he might see that there's a bit of a log jam a bit of a traffic jam at the goalie department
1: so there's no uh, lines a little no debate Devin, Devin Levi's their guy hmm absolutely mm-hmm. so
0: hey that's another trade that uh might work out in retrospect
1: yeah I mean if If Devin Levi is their starting goalie for the next seven seven to ten seasons and takes them to the playoffs, I mean, can't really do much worse than that. They also got a first-round pick. I think at the time the Reinhardt trade was heavily scrutinized, but I think Devin Levi won a lot of people over this year. Any trades that happened yesterday that piqued your interest?
0: Uh briefly mention the Dodonov the thing just because oh, the, yeah, that's the situation. I wonder
1: what's going to happen. Fine. I don't Sounds know. like the trade is going to get voided.
0: The poor guy either has to go to a team who paid extra to get rid of him or he's going to have to play for a team. Second-round pick also. Right, right. A, a valuable, like, we really don't want you to <laughs> get out of here. For John Moore and Ryan Kessler. Right. Yeah, w- which was odd to see Vegas – Take uh, I know it's the last year of Kessler's contract. Well, yeah, because
1: well they can put him on LTIR and it yeah. gives them more, more cap space to mm. take their guys off. Mm-hmm. So now, they're not going to get that extra space. Mm-hmm. And I believe that I'm thinking math isn't my strong suit here, but um, I believe Dodonov's making like five million bucks. So you lose Dodonov and you're also taking Kessler's like five six million dollars. That gives you more cap space. So they basically double their cap space by making that trade so that's going to really screw them over man
0: all of that just to either not make the playoffs or lose in the first round
1: right now i think curtis brought this up in the charging buffalo group chat um would you because trades usually don't happen after the trade deadline but you can still make trades Mm -hmm. they just can't just can't play in the playoffs right so would you not i mean i imagine that the Buffalo Sabres are on Evgeny Dadnov's no-trade list. But mm-hmm. if Vegas was like, okay, you can have our 2023 first-round pick, but you just got to take him, would you do it? To, this, to the Sabres? Yes. Yeah. Alright, It seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. You're I helping them, but.
0: Because then can't you just turn around and trade him again? I mean, if he doesn't want to be here.
1: Right. Yeah, you can buy him out.
0: Now, Paris. who who's to blame here? Because apparently, the Senators, when they traded him to Vegas, when they traded Didanov to Vegas, they didn't inform Vegas that there was a no trade clause in the contract. You can
1: just look at your cap friendly at that point.
0: Yeah, which which is crazy because you think like, well, if you waive a no trade clause, can't you only waive it one time? Like right.
1: I think that the. Golden Knights and Senators were under the impression that the no trade clause was voided. Oh, yeah, that makes sense too. I think that happened because that would fall
0: under hey, you used
1: the no trade clause, you waived it, it's gone. Yeah, but I guess that there's documentation or something that showed that it was still relevant. So that's it's going to be very interesting. I wonder because it's going to be tough. They're going to have to make a trade similar to that where Dodonov. Or Riley Smith, someone like that who's making money, is going to have to go to a team that's not going to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and you just got to deal with it. They, you know, now like, there's even more pressure. I bet it's going to cost them more than they gave up here to dump that contract. Mm-hmm. D-
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's. How does this happen after a new CBA is signed? Like, did this just, this this went a whole CBA without being detected that something like this could happen?
1: Also, they could have just asked Dodonov, who's, okay, what's on your list here? Right. And also, how long did this trade, ha- like, take to make this trade happen? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember seeing, oh, hearing that Evgeny Dadnov is going to the Anaheim Ducks. They're working on it. And then, what, four hours later, it got revealed? Mm -hmm. Is Dadnov on Twitter? Like, he didn't see, oh, my God, they're trading me the Ducks. I have a no-trade list. I should give my GM a call. Like, this is just.
0: Yeah, a lot of people screwed up. (laughs) Like,
1: it it, it, it went undetected
0: somehow. A lot of people messed this up. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, at latest word, isn't it that it's going to be voided
1: most likely? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But that'd be pretty cool if, like, Vegas couldn't take Mark Stone off LTIR mm-hmm. and they just missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That'd be I'd pr- be pretty fun. I- I'll take that. Um, Who's the biggest winner of the trade deadline for you?
0: Mm, I'd have to have the list uh, in front of me. Are we just counting deadline day? No, nah, well,
1: the, the week leading up to it. The week leading up to it. Mm.
0: I think a lot of people might want to say uh, the Flames, if you want to count them, because they made trades leading up to it also mm-hmm. that were probably going to be made around the deadline. I but think the
1: Flames are good. I want to go some good moves. with the Wild. I think the Wild are going to win the Stanley Cup.
0: Th- with Marc-Andre Fleury now, mm-hmm. they, their chances have gone... Much higher.
1: I think Jacob Middleton's a nice pickup. I think is a good pickup for him. They Put him with some uh, cap space Flino. with trading Victor Rask to Seattle. Yeah.
0: And I, I I I think too, uh I have not been keeping track of Capo Kakanin's season, if he dropped off or anything like that. Yeah, I've always
1: liked him. I think i obviously um Buffalo didn't have really a real comparable to Jacob Middleton because they wanted like a more mm-hmm. snarly defensive defenseman there. But I think he would have been a but the Sharks nice getting
0: him on the surface to me at least that is a uh, pretty nice trade.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Um, Anaheim did pretty well trading all their rentals away. Well, they get they got a first, two seconds, Uro Vaakaninen. From the Bruins and John Moore from the Bruins for Lindholm, they got a second and a pretty good prospect for Josh Manson. They got a second, a couple roster players and a prospect for Ricard Raquel. I think they did pretty well for themselves.
0: Yeah, this Conklin trade is just so weird to me because he's having a good year. uh, Twenty-five games played.
1: Probably didn't want to pay him
0: a point nine one save percentage. Um. And just to dump off like that, just because you got a goalie who's close to retirement, right?
1: Well, like, they have yeah. Jesper Wallstadt too. Uh, right. He was the first, first on pick last year, right?
0: Mm hmm. Um, it's, it's just, it's, 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 on the surface, it was very strange to me. I don't know anything about Jacob Middleton. I've heard the name.
1: You know, I pr- what I probably would have done, I would have traded Cam Talbot. Yeah. Like if you're getting flurry back. Yeah.
0: Talbot went and got a shutout last night yeah. with Flurry on the bench apparently. So hey, if their goaltending can there pretty quick, stay stout. He did. I don't know where he was. Pl- well, well, what if he was flying out of Chicago? Um, it's not too far, right? Is that uh, how long is a flight from Minneapolis to Chicago? Like an hour. I don't know. What uh, did you think close. of
1: the Jets' moves? They were they, they did a little bit of buying and selling I it was yeah interesting.
0: uh it's nice to see Appleton back but it sucks to see Brian little essentially reach that LTIR Ryan Kessler phase mm-hmm. of his career just because he took a puck to the face a couple years ago um, and he was such an important part of the team I mean he was he's been there for the entire Jets yeah, was 2.0. A thrasher lifetime. Jet That's right. Lifer. Yeah. Uh, where was he? Did he ever play for anyone else? Um, no.
1: Yeah, he was always with the Thrashers or Jets.
0: Yeah, so it sucks to see a lifer go like that. Um, but I guess necessary. It's. You never want to see a guy treat. You know, I don't want to say, you know treated like that on the way out, um, after all, you might give to an organization because it happens to guys. I mean, he's still going to get paid. Uh, but it's like it's it's a, there, was, there was a trade in the NFL yesterday that's like that. Matt Ryan, right. 15 years with the Falcons, and all he's traded for is a third-round pick. And I understand you trade a guy based on his, you know, what have you done for me lately, what can you do for me right now. Um, but it's just it's a cold world I think and um it sucks I had to end that way for 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 Brian little um, as I mentioned earlier uh bull you traded they got Zach Sanford who I really like gritty player I don't know it, it looks like the Jets they are four points back I think they do they
1: do they face Vegas tonight
0: they're uh let me scroll up top here it is yeah eight o'clock that's a huge game that is a massive game and uh so it it, yeah they're not conceding yet it's it's sort of like um they
1: traded Andrew Cop for a pretty nice return too yeah two seconds and a prospect one of those seconds can become a first
0: you're only four points out uh and I think like what we saw at the Sabres in the COVID but right before COVID hit you moved out Evan Rodriguez um Connor Connor Sherry but you brought in Wayne Simmons and Dominic Cahoon, and you were six points out of the playoffs, I think, at the time, right? Was it six points? Yeah, it was like six or eight, something yeah. like that. But they so, lost, like, all the games yeah. afterwards. Right. Uh, so it <laughs> ended up not, not mattering. Uh, but it reminds me of that. So, yeah, the Jets were active.
1: Oh, I was going to ask another question. I forgot, though.
0: Hmm.
1: Oh, Yes. Brian Little made me think of this. What do you think about the Sabres potentially taking on Shea Weber's contract? Mm. I think it all depends yeah, on I if mean... Montreal is going to give anything to them to take it. Yeah, I mean. Obviously, he's never going to play again. Probably not, at least.
0: Right. I don't think Montreal really, because they're rebuilding, is in a position to give up much. I don't think they'd want to give up much mm-hmm. just to dump off a contract. Um.
1: Yeah, because. If you, you take on anybody. Shea Weber's contract, I think the the actual money paid out is lower than the cap hit. So that's good. But it you run into a situation where you don't have to overpay a free agent. Mm-hmm. You don't have to bring in a guy to, like, fill out a roster spot that you don't necessarily want or need when you can give an mm-hmm. opportunity to J.J. Paterka or someone like that. Mm-hmm. I think taking on dead money like that is probably the way to go for the Sabres. I don't know if they're going to want to do something as extreme as Shea Weber. Maybe mm-hmm. like a Michael Furland or a Jake Gardner, something like that, yeah. just to get him over the hump for next year, But or Ben Bishop.
0: Hmm. How many years does Weber have? I, I think understand. there's like
1: four more, four or five more years left. So
0: and he's tough. being paid what?
1: He's at seven million. I think actual money. It's like five, six million. But uh, see there.
0: that four years is too short of a timeline. Like a lot of stuff can happen. We can get good within the next four years, right. and I don't want that muddying up things. Mm-hmm. So no, I wouldn't do that. I don't think that's
1: not for free. Not a good piece of business. Not for free. But if they're gonna give you mm-hmm. a second something, round pick or yeah. something, entice you to take yeah, it,
0: even for a second. No, I wouldn't do it. I don't think there's any room to me.
1: Arturi Lekkinen got traded though for Justin Barron and a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Montreal did pretty well. They got a second round pick for for uh, Brett Kulak. Holy mackerel! Mm-hmm. They did really well on these returns. I think Florida is gonna crash and burn. You think, I think so? I think they did too much when you already had a good team, and I'm, I think that their chemistry is gonna be. I hope they go out in the first round. I respect what they did, but I think that to a certain extent.
0: It hit me for a minute that Claude Giroux is cursed in the playoffs. He doesn't score in the playoffs. His teams have not gone far. Second round, probably the furthest they've gone. I don't know. Uh, they, they, they did do a lot. I mean, guys like Robert Hag are uh, insurance I don't think he's going to crack that lineup consistently.
1: No first-round picks until 2025. Right. And uh,
0: that's scary to think about. Um, I think, you know, there could always be room to acquire one, perhaps. Um, But Yeah, I don't know. They are – I think they have a better chance of getting out of the first round than the Leafs.
1: Oh, if it's Um, Florida versus Toronto, I think that Toronto's going to get destroyed. Yeah,
0: I think, listen, realistically, the Panthers are probably going to steamroll their way through to at least the Eastern Conference Final, Mm -hmm.
1: I believe. I think it'd be funny if they get bounced in the first round after quite quite literally going all in.
0: It's always funny when that happens. When was
1: the last time a team went all in like this, where you trade your three first-round picks in the next three drafts, you know? Mm. I can't think of anything.
0: No. Mm. I can't think of it. I mean, good for Florida, good for the franchise, though. Uh,
1: Yeah, good for their fans. They're
0: already at 42 wins. There's 20 games left to play for them. I mean, they could finish with a 54-win season.
1: I made a end of the season lineup. If you would like to hear it, is this like for next year? For this year, when the when oh, like okay. power signs. So mm-hmm. top line: Jeff Skinner, Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck. Second line: Cousins, centering, Peyton Krebs, and Jack Quinn. Third line: Olafson, Middlestadt, and Hinojosa. Could also put Oposo and mm-hmm. Hinojosa spot either way, and then Asplund, Gergensen's at center, and then either Oposo or Hinojosa. Uh, defense, Darlene, Yoki Samuelson, Miller, Power, Pesic. I think with Miller you can rotate Jacob Bryson in there too. And then you got Craig Anderson and Devin Levi as your goalies. Mm-hmm. Extra forward, Cody Eakin, John Hayden, and then Bryson. And then sending to Rochester, Anders Bjork, Will Butcher, Casey Fitzgerald, Dustin Tokarski. That works. Yeah. And... You know, if you want to get Ryan Johnson in there, you can send Bryson to Rochester. I think I think it's sending the wrong message, sending Matias Samuelson down after he's mm-hmm. played so well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think waving Anders Bjork and Will Butcher, no issue with that. Tokarski, who cares if you're trying to get Levi out? Has early. Bjork
0: even been playing?
1: He's been scratched here and there. Okay,
0: because yeah. I, I haven't noticed him if he has been playing.
1: Yeah, I think... There's room around this. They mm-hmm. got it, mm-hmm. and Jack Quinn would accommodate that last that last call up mm-hmm. that they have, and obviously they're not going to be fully healthy the rest of the way. Like there are, there will be room mm-hmm. for an emergency call up. I'm sure. So we'll just see what happens. You got anything else before we get to questions?
0: Um, I actually, well, this might play into questions. I do have a statement from. Somebody.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Uh folks, longtime listeners from the very beginning, know producer alan
1: Oh, okay.
0: Alan has been in the Air Force for four years. He went there right out of high school. And I'm I'm still good friends with him. We were just talking this morning. And he would like me to pass along the message that he's coming home and he's coming to quote finish what he started. Wow, I don't.
1: He's gonna go behind the glass where it says <laughs> that... "Do what you love."
0: <laughs> that is his message to us. And if you don't know who Producer Allen is, that's perfectly fine. This was in the <laughs> very early days.
1: There might be five of you who know. Yes. who Producer Allen is. I
0: think that would be a, a, that's generous <laughs> if, <laughs> if it's five. But Producer Allen would like to say, and you've heard his name before on the show. He's almost like a mythical figure. Uh. He's coming to finish what he started.
1: All right. Well, I look forward to it. Read
0: into that how you will.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. All right, questions. So, I didn't take Twitter this time, but I posted a follow the Charging Buffalo on Instagram, and for now on, I think I'm going to get our questions from there. But we did get a comment from Mike, longtime listener. Yes. Uh, He asked, is Rasmus Dalin making the jump from untapped potential to elites?" He's getting he there, looks I like think. Yeah. Different from what I see. He said.
0: Yeah, I mean, is it too early to call him elite? It, I, I think he's pretty close. I think it's a little bit too early. I mean, it depends. I mean, there's there's a spectrum of what an elite player is, right? There's the there's the Kale McCarr elite, then there's the Drew Doughty elite, right? And uh, so I think yeah, Darlene in his own right is elite in a couple ways. Um, I think he's getting there to what would be
1: universally uh, accepted as elite. He's definitely getting there. Mm -hmm. I think now it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Right. Right. So that's that's good to see. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that, Mike. As always, now the Instagram questions. First one comes from Kyle. Expectations for Jack Quinn next season. Is it too much to ask for 20 goals out of them? I think if Jack Quinn gets 15 to 20 goals next year, I think that's a very successful season out of them. I think that's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Play, um,
1: play in the middle six. That'd, that'd, be,
0: that'd yeah, be pretty good. Expectations, play on the third line, I think. Uh, maybe move up and down the lineup. Uh, yeah, I think uh, between 15 and 20 is mm-hmm. hopeful. Yeah.
1: All right. Next one from Doctor Bergman. Eighteen. Are you upset that the Sabers didn't make any moves at the deadline, or are you more focused on the future? Focus on the future, baby. Mm-hmm. It's all about going forward. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not upset at all. I think it would have been nice to move Miller, mm-hmm. but I think if Miller doesn't get hurt, I think they're getting a second round pick for him or a third round pick, something like that. But that's just not the case. Um, and I'm glad they they held on to the I don't want to say the glue guys, but like the good veterans that the guys that by have been all through it. are great influences on these young players, mm-hmm. and I think that's important. Uh, next one from Mickey B. Forty Four: How many forwards do you have above Simon Nemec? If this is the last time we pick high, this is for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think. Well, let me bring up my draft list here. I don't remember it off the top of my head. i will just take a second. Mm-hmm. But Simon Nemec, I, he is my number one D on my list still. I His don't name
0: think... is actually Simon? Yes. It sounds like it would be a similar Simone. I, yeah, right.
1: I, I call him Simon. That's, that's what I'm rolling Fair enough. With. You know what? Who cares? <laughs> Until we hear officially at the at, the he'll, trade, he'll at the draft. He'll be Simon when he plays in the NHL. Uh, I have two forwards over Simon Nemec currently, Shane Wright and Logan Cooley. Simon Nemec is number three on my draft list currently. So you
0: know what I'll add to that? Uh the the new Leafs goaltender, right? His name looks like Calgren. It's actually Shal Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, it's like Oliver Shillington. Uh,
0: Schill- yeah, exactly. That's what I thought of immediately. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I like Simon Nemec. I think a super defensive core would be very fun. Uh-huh. Darlene Power, Nemec, Samuelson, figure out those last two spots. Mm, maybe it's that just because be re- it's that would be really fun.
0: Maybe it's just because it's kind of cozy in the room right now. But I'm feeling really cozy about uh, the future.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I'm feeling very good. good. I'm feeling very good. good. There's yep. there's
0: there's lots of positive podcasts in the future mm-hmm. from us.
1: And they've got the three first round picks. Mm-hmm. They've got the three second round picks. Just next like last year. year. Yeah. Right. Well, they had two firsts last year. They had two firsts. Oh, they, they, they basically had yeah. uh, three, if you count the second-round pick. But yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, thank you for that question. Next comes from Will, longtime listener. Who is power going to be paired with when he comes up, and who will we get for him next year? Great question. I think Mark Pesic is going to be the guy. Yeah. For when he comes up.
0: Well, listen, I mean, I'm always thinking go big, right? I mean, like, there's the... I think
1: I know what you're going to say. John Klingberg? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, knew. why not
0: go after, you know, ch- uh, chase after a, a guy. Where are um, you paying
1: him? In what term? Listen... I think he stays in Dallas, by the way. You do? I know there was, I know there was some talk, okay, they're going to trade John Klingberg, and then Heiskanen got hurt, and then they took him off the market. But yeah. But I think Dallas is going I think, to... I think I leave Dallas. I mm-hmm. like... Rupe hints. I like Jason Robertson. I think they're building something good there. Cap mm-hmm. Joe Pavelski. I think they're going to try and keep him if they make a decent push here.
0: What about for Klingberg? I'm just going to throw a number out there. Four years, thirty-two million. He he he's asking for eight million. That could come down to. It could be four years, twenty-eight million. Could be you know seven million a year.
1: Okay.
0: I don't know. It it it's not that long of term.
1: I mean, yeah, it's not. they're not going to really run into cap issues there. Right. I think if he wants to get paid, come to a team that I can think pay you. I think the ideal player to bring There's in. There's lots of
0: Swedes here. Right.
1: I think the ideal player to bring in is a veteran, so Klingberg fills that mm-hmm. void. But more of a defensive guy. They've got a lot mm-hmm. of offensive-minded Offensive defensemen. I think they need yeah. to... If you're keeping Pesic, that definitely feels one of them. You just need mm-hmm. one more guy and Connor Murphy's a guy that gets brought up a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh Chikrin is someone that people bring up but he's a left-handed shot so I don't think he would really fit. Tyler Myers is a I name think if that you can get bring up.
0: a Jacob Chakrin, no, though you make it work. Right. So if if you know it's if it's available then
1: Well, can Kendallin play the right side. I I don't think that you really want that to happen, mm-hmm. but he, he did do that in Sweden. And mm-hmm. that's talked about sometimes.
0: Right. But in relation the question was about own power, so I should get back yeah. to that. Um Adam yeah. Larson. I don't have a list in front of me. I probably could bring it up, but
1: do they go with a free agent? Uh Troy Stetcher, they had some they played together in the in the world in the world championships last year, so maybe that's something. Um I don't know. It's tough. 'Cause obviously right handed defensemen are tough to come by. So I bet they're not gonna trade for one. I think they're gonna try and get some bargain bin guy in free agency and try and keep on to their futures. Let's we'll talk about Or Pesic. I think Pesic hold on to him and then see how that goes. Fitzgerald even, like I don't know.
0: There's a couple uh veteran D that just caught my eye on here. First one, Anton Strollman. I was you want defensive of him defenseman. Too. Yeah. And uh Alex Goligoski, he can kinda of do it all. Just a good uh good veteran names. veteran guy.
1: I mean Strawman's already playing for the Coyotes. I think maybe he would come here, who knows? Maybe he retires. Yeah, good good question, Will. We appreciate it. Next one. Okay, this is an interesting one from Brock. I'm gonna throw this to you, Luke. Who's mm-hmm. the better GM? Steve Iserman or Brandon Bean?
0: Oh, God. It's got to be Iserman, right? Right. Iserman built. um, I put an asterisk next to the two Temp Bay Cups. uh, But he built those teams. He may not have gotten the rings for them, but he built them. Yeah, he built it. Absolutely. Uh, Detroit is on the come up. Uh, Oh. You know what, though? For their sport. In terms of difficulty of being a good GM, I think Brandon Bean might take it. There's a lot of dumb guys running teams in the NHL, right?
1: Oh, right. Absolutely. There's
0: some smart GMs in in football who who stick around a while. Uh, I feel like Brandon Bean, he turned this team around quicker than... Most anyone would have thought, too. Right? Uh, Maybe it's the local bias, but I kind—I don't know. Now I'm leaning towards Brandon Bean. I mean, this guy, year after year,
1: like you're obviously more of a football guy than I am. mm -hmm. But like, does Brandon Bean have the—I won't say rap sheet, but like the same? Is he as highly thought of as hockey fans think of Steve Eiserman around? Football circles, I think so. Or is this just the biased Buffalo thing?
0: No, I I would I would think he he is. Um, I think he's generally seen as a player's guy. It's a, it's hard because you know hockey and football are so different, right? Like uh, uh, football football fans maybe perhaps don't look at other teams' GMs as as microscopically. As hockey fans right. look at other teams' front offices, I mean, you can go on Twitter, and there's a million tweets just about GMs around the league. People clown on Bergevin for 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 years, and you you never. I mean, if you ask the average NFL fan,
1: who the GM of who's this the
0: GM team? of uh, the the Minnesota Vikings? They just got a new one, right? right. Can the average NFL fan tell you? But uh, if you I, ask the yeah, average NHL yeah. <laughs> fan, who's the GM of, um, I don't know, give me The Minnesota Wild, the Minnesota Wild, Bill Guerin. Bill Guerin. Yeah. You know, like I, I think if you're if if you're connected, you can name that. So, um, we veered off course kind of there, but uh, <laughs> I think Brandon Bean. Final I think answer. I think Bean is Bean is my final answer.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, he improves the team every year. Couple, couple similar questions here from Vincent and C. C. Me, I want to make sure no, I'm saying. Let what's me right. I'm C- good with names. C- Chris Five. Okay. C- Chris five. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, both asking about chances that they can compete next year.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling confident they can. Uh, the the thing that would really hinder them is that it's such a tough division. Yeah. What are you competing for? You know, uh, a wild card spot.
1: Can there's they room? be within 10 points out of a playoff spot? I think they Below can. Below 10 points. Is that the goal for next year? I think some people are going to have the mindset, let's go get one of those franchise players at the top of the draft. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, I mean, that's not my mindset, I think. The, let's the,
0: compete. The things you got to look ahead at, okay, um, Washington.
1: Washington could fall off. They
0: could fall off. Um, you know, the, the, the top four in the Atlantic – Florida, Tampa, Toronto, Boston. I think they're going to be up there no matter Boston what. Boston can fall off. Right. Uh, you're going to need to make quite a leap, certainly, uh, to get in. Uh, Columbus, How much is Detroit going to
1: grow? Is right. does going to make a jump?
0: Do the Islanders improve? Uh, Philly might drop even further. I think they might bottom out next right. year. Uh, Montreal. I mean, they,
1: Buffalo has their second-round pick. Keep that in mind. Right.
0: Montreal won't be good for a little while. New uh, New Jersey. Who knows? Who knows, right. Um, there, There's a chance here. I mean, bottom line is the Sabres can, on the ice can compete with all of those teams. I do think so. Um, they can compete with Columbus, with the Islanders, with Detroit. Um, there's just such a big gap in talent between teams in the East.
1: I mean, the Rangers, are they still going to be good if Shesterkin falls off a little bit? Right,
0: he's not going to play at this pace forever. He, a Great goalie, but, I mean, no penguins goalie. Penguins
1: could fall off. Like mm-hmm. There might be some room in the wild card, potentially. Right. Uh, I don't think – I'm not saying I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. I think they're going to miss again next year. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a pleasant surprise if they do make it. Mm-hmm. But, for me, can they have a season where they are within 10 points of a playoff spot? Like, I don't want another year where they're 20, 30 points out. No. Be competitive – Keep them. growing, keep building that culture. I want to keep seeing strides in the young players' game. And then if they are, say, six points out and you have your meaningful games in March, then in 2023, 2024, when you add your Logan Cooley to the mix, you add your your Kovsky to the mix, and then maybe another couple of your young prospects in there, Jack Quinn, Owen Power, all these guys are another year older. Then you try and, okay, then you sign your free agent, your 2023 version of Kyle Oposo. something like that.
0: If the Sabres win all 19 of their remaining games, there's a chance they can get in this year.
1: Mm.
0: Pulling the Ottawa Senators? Yeah. They're not eliminated yet. They're 28 points
1: out. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, my God. And the Capitals have 80 points.
0: Could come for that crown.
1: Telling me there's a chance. There is a chance. Sabres are six and four in their last ten. All right. Next question from Greek underscore 095. What big move do you see coming or slash would you like to see from general manager Kevin Adams? It's going to be the same thing for me. You hear every week, Philip
0: Forsberg. (laughs) And I, I saw someone tweet about it. Someone say future. Sabers or future Saber Philip Forsberg. I saw that on Twitter. Someone said this, a random fan saying that. Nothing, nobody important, but get people talking about it,
1: manifest it. I think it's gonna be a speak
0: it into existence.
1: I think it's gonna be another blah off season. Hmm. I think you're gonna see Victor Olfson get moved before arbitration. Um, I think you'll see them. Try and bring in some more culture, guys. Yeah,
0: realistically, they'll make a signing, a guy that'll make you go,
1: oh, that's cool they signed him. He's a guy. You know what a big move would be? Hmm. Give Tage Thompson a nice extension. Yeah. Try and get another nice. out of him. Mm-hmm. Keep, like, I think Cousins is eligible for an extension as well. hmm I don't know. Something like that. That'd be that'd be interesting. Bridge take, Cousins. Take on some money. <laughs> take on yeah. some money. That'd be okay, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. There's, there's potential here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, you know... Maybe they do trade, like, that Florida first-round pick and maybe a prospect or two and try and get a nice top six y- mm-hmm. young forward. Mm-hmm. That'd, a be, player. that'd be interesting and that'd as well. that come in and play. Okay, and last question. Actually, that was our last question. Oh, never mind. Yeah. yeah. A 27 Tri- asked something similar to who's a guy who can come in and groom Owen Power, but we addressed that. Yeah. All right, that's, that's all we got. Do you have anything else before we – nothing sign off here all right and before we go i want to remind you this podcast is brought to you by underdog fantasy use code tcb when you sign up and they will match your deposit up to a hundred dollars
0: i guess i could add something i'm gonna uh, make um polish sausage and pierogi for dinner oh, they'll get goes. the pierogi when i get out of here
1: can't go always wrong good with that. always good always great mm-hmm. all right we gotta figure out the animal draft soon. We do. Now it's that coming, the trade folks. The deadline is passed.
0: Yep, it's coming. We're going to do this. Uh, it's just too good of an idea. I will. I will toot my own horn. We'll um, figure it out. Mike mm-hmm.
1: three and four still don't work. Mm-hmm. We're gonna hopefully figure that out. If it's just the two of us, though, I think. Um, well, we gotta we gotta bring some people in for this. I think this okay. is too good of an idea. We need two. We need some celebrity guests.
0: We have to get the the listeners involved. I mean, have some people make uh, some mock drafts for us. <laughs> Feel free.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll use them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Have you thought Run about your f-
0: first pick at all?
1: I have thought about it briefly, mm-hmm. very briefly. Now, going to show my cards, but
0: are we going with the best? Possible animals available, or our favorite animals? The animal, you know, like. Uh, I
1: think you go with the, you got to take the best the best animal on your board.
0: Okay, I I think that would make the lion though. Well, oh, on our personal board, yes. Okay, I was to say if we go with pow, animal power rankings, the lion ha, is a king of the jungle. Right. How can it get any? It has a reputation.
1: What position does it play though?
0: That's right. Um, that's right. A lion.
1: Do you put like a hippo in the net and then just hope well, that the puck never goes in.
0: Maybe, but hippos aren't athletic, right? Um,
1: like a, a cheetah, right? Uh, a du- no, a nice golden retriever to play goalie.
0: Yes, that's
1: oh, that's a good one. Uh, well, see, folks, this is, the possibilities for this are endless.
0: Lions, though, you think yes, are the king of the jungle. They they hunt every other animal, but also are they going to be taking penalties trying to try and eat? Yeah. Their- uh, as a hockey player, a guy you think of as a lion is a fourth-line guy.
1: Heart of a lion.
0: Right? Yeah. Uh, taking a bite out of people, getting in the dirty areas. Grit and jam. They're the grit and jam players of the jungle. So I don't. there's a lot to think about. There's a lot of factors here. Um, a lot of stuff we have to think about <laughs> when making these picks. It's do or How die. How
1: deep are we making the, the lineups here? Are we doing we're, well, we've got to construct for, a full team, right? a full team of animals. We don't need, like, this an extra should, forward. This should be very interesting. Right, yeah, right. Say we get two more people in here, we're going to run out of animals quick. We're going to have right. to have, like, bunny rabbits on the mm-hmm. team in the late rounds. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, there's been bunny rabbits to play. There's been Nathan Girby's. There's been uh, Cole Caulfield's. Um,
1: I mean, if you're a bunny rabbit going up against, like, a a deer... Mm. Well, how are you gonna compete? A
0: gazelle could be. Uh, gazelles are fast.
1: Put your face in a lion.
0: Yeah, uh, gazelles are prey of lion.
1: This is, man,
0: I know. This is tough. It's coming. <laughs> it's the coming. animal kingdom draft. <laughs> Look out for it. I'm. Um, I'm very excited for this. I am. I'm too. All right. We'll keep you all abreast. We'll
1: keep you posted. Yes. All right. Follow the charging buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at the charging buff. Make sure you subscribe to The Charge, our wonderful newsletter written by our own Walt, at Future of the 716. Yeah, follow at Future of the 716 as well, our good friends there. Can't go wrong. Follow all the Charging Buffalo Podcast Network podcasts. And make sure you follow ours, too, at CO underscore TCB underscore pod. And as always, we appreciate you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review if you're so kind, and we will see you in the next one.